Looks right. like you're gonna get a chance to meet the rest of the family. My psychotic brother just escaped. I bred everybody. <laughs> Here's to the new family. Right. <laughs> I think I got you. Hey, who's that good-looking chick there? I don't know. <laughs> got to have friends here. This place is slow death. Oh, we'll find something for you to do. Oh, how creepy. Mm -hmm. You haven't seen my darker side yet, have you? <laughs> Turkey. <laughs> I'm really sorry to disturb you, but I... <laughs> Welcome to Definitely First Blood. I'm Christopher. And I'm Mitch. And we are a horror, horror movie, movie podcast. podcast. We talk about horror movies uh, from the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and sometimes today. Not today, though. No. We're talking about an older one today. A happy Black Friday and a happy belated Thanksgiving. We are recording this when it is your Thanksgiving. Yeah. To our American listeners, yeah, us Lamo Canadians, we had ours last month. Yeah, the original Thanksgiving. Very true. I just I feel like a lot of American people probably assume that their Thanksgiving is the first Thanksgiving because it's called the first Thanksgiving. Oh, when in but actuality, it's the first there was American. Yeah, there were Thanksgivings for hundreds of years. Yeah, before. So, yeah, take that. Ha ha. Use guys. Ha ha. <laughs> and I hope everyone's being very nice to each other and to their customer service people. Oh, yeah. On, on this day of Black Friday. Because why you got to be mean? Yeah. You know? And can you imagine uh, being forced to go to a Black Friday sale, being paid minimum wage, and then not getting anything out of it except for a whole lot of hassle from a whole lot of people? I'm surprised that there no, hasn't thanks. been. Like, it was hard to pick a Thanksgiving horror movie that wasn't just, like, totally taking the piss. So, yeah. it's kind of surprising that, if not Thanksgiving, why Black Friday mm. hasn't spawned a couple slasher movies. It honestly probably has, but they're probably, like, uh, not good. Are you listening? A24? Yeah. <laughs> Bloomhouse? Yeah. get Throw some money at us. We'll, yeah, man. We'll knock that out. I'm sure our huge listener base will get us to them <laughs> toot de sweet uh, but we we're actually going to be having our own thanksgiving this weekend so i guess we yeah. are appropriating american thanksgiving culture by uh doing that this weekend uh, is it appropriating i mean we could have turkey literally any day that's true but we're calling it thanksgiving i guess <laughs> i like it so last week i was a big dum-dum and because we had had that time off. I yeah. totally forgot to do the six degrees of Jamie Lee for the mutilator. You're just easing yourself back into it. So I want to get that out of the way just right off the top here. Uh, so we had Matt Mittler. Mm -hmm. And he was in Bums in 1993 with Christopher McDonald, who was in House Arrest. 
1996 mm-hmm. with Jamie Lee Curtis. Wow. I know. I would feel sad if we didn't include it in an episode. I didn't even catch that I missed it. Yeah. Well, if you had caught it, you wouldn't have missed it. I know. Well, <laughs> we've it's happened one time before where I forgot to do it during when we're recording the episode. And mm-hmm. then when I'm editing, I had to go back and be like, oh, shit. Surgically inserted it. Yeah, man. Wow. Deep I, fakes I know. among us. But that was forever ago, so. Yeah, on different life. I, I've gotten better. We've moved on. Mm-hmm. I thought I was past this, and here I am. Past life regression, baby, into the present. Right? Because you said there was a, like, you're past that life. Yes. Yeah, and now it's regressed. You've regressed back. Yeah, there we go. Explaining jokes since 1989. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... <laughs> Because it is America Thanksgiving, we thought that we would talk about a Thanksgiving movie mm-hmm. to try and be topical. So we dug deep into that uh, purse of Thanksgiving horror movies. And you pulled out? Blood Rage. Blood which, Rage. Yes. 1987. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was our, well, it was my second time watching it. Uh, I forget movies the second we finish watching them. So it's like it was my first time. Yeah. I didn't remember a single thing. I remembered it. it being a lot worse than it was. Oh, it was fantastic. But I think when we watched it the first time, um, we watched like the, the edited version, oh, like the cut version. That's too bad. Yeah. That's too so bad. So I, I think we definitely improved it this time, which is good. Yeah, definitely. So this is a Marion Cantor and Complex Films production. That it is. <laughs> so Blood Rage, also known as Nightmare at Shadow Woods, also known as Slasher, also known as Complex, which Ooh. I think is by far the superior name because it has levels, you know, because they're in a complex. They're complex they, characters, they have psychologies. like complexes. Jeez Louise. Such a better Genius. title, right? I mean, I understand why they went with Blood Rage because it's it's very... What you what you what you hear is what you get, but yeah. complex. Wow, this would be like one of those classic ones if that's what. It oh, was for called. sure, that's such a better name. Shit. By far the superior Shit. name. Well, the copy we watched was Slasher. Yeah, it says Slasher right at, at the beginning. Yeah, which and is good. The beginning itself. Most of these opening credits that we see in these movies are like half-assed done after the fact yeah. like no one cares these ones are really good well i think i couldn't find the budget of this one but it definitely has a like pretty good production values oh yeah which is awesome it was directed by john grismer and written by bruce rubin stars mark soper louise lasser as the mother mm-hmm. maddie and louise lasser is actually a pretty like legendary comedic actress she was in five Woody Allen films. She was married to Woody Allen from 1966 uh, to 1970. She starred in very famous um, like satire soap opera in the 70s, Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. Interesting. Yeah. A satire soap opera as well is very interesting to me. I'm going to have to look that up later. Most recently, she was in like a couple episodes of Girls, which I never watched, hmm. but she was on it apparently well hey good for her because she is fantastic in this yeah movie. she really fucking chews the scenery she pulls the the room together every time when i was um like reading about her in prep for us talking about this mm-hmm. she had like a pretty interesting life it seems which is 
always bananas. Like, she got her break. She never went to acting school or anything. Mm-hmm. She was the understudy for Barbara Streisand in some sort of wow. Broadway play. So she took over for Barbara Streisand when Broadway, stri- like, when she left this Broadway play. And that's how she got, like, her big break. And then she was in five Woody Allen films. She got married to him and stuff. She's pretty wild. Yeah. She was also one of the hosts on the first season of SNL in 1975. Huh. And was apparently going through some personal troubles and was largely incoherent through most of the broadcast. Nice. Yeah. I like that. That's a season to remember. (laughs) And a performance to forget. I'm sure it was. Yeah. Uh, Also stars Julie Gordon as Karen. Lisa Randall as Andrea and James Farrell as Artie. Okay, Julie Gordon. Yeah. What else have we seen her in? Nothing. Nothing. She looks so familiar to me. I don't know why. Yeah, she's very pretty. Like very 80s. Mm. 80s oh, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, I do agree that she does look. She looks similar to a couple of the other final girls. Mm. Uh, I'm trying to think. There's one. But she does, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. she does. I think it's... Um, demon wind i feel like she looks like the the final girl in that one it's either that one or that other one that has like the same plot and we watched them one after the other and i can't remember which breeze satan always good to talk about on uh, the podcast but anyway (laughs) uh so it opens on this pretty solid building synth note Oh, yeah. As people pull into this drive-in theater mm-hmm. that's playing The House That Cried for Oh, no. And this is like, really fucking fixing. Ladies and gentlemen, your intermission is almost over. City Pride score. Buying popcorn. Uh, we have Ted Raimi in his debut film role as the guy selling condoms in the bathroom yeah he's disgusting he's got a vest on and a fedora yep crammed filled with various condom brands he suggests the trojans (laughs) this is supposed to be 1974 it looks like 1984 yeah there's no effort at all to make it look like it was 10 years prior at all there's a lot of like happens a lot of these movies pastels and uh Short shorts. And oh, like yeah, for shirts. sure. Yeah. Uh, we've got like 10 year old Todd and Terry mm-hmm. asleep in the backseat of their mom's station wagon while she grossly makes out with some dude in the front seat. Yeah. And who's the dude is like, I want to make out with you despite your kids. Yeah. And then also pissed at her for bringing them along in the first place. Oh, for sure. I yeah. think there's supposed to be like a parallel between that and then um, the. Like the mother and the baby later in the movie. Ah, like I think that's supposed to be like a play on I that. See, I, I think see. that's why the, the baby lives too. I I don't know. We'll talk about that as yeah, we get to it. I like it. I don't want to go Layers. too out of order here. Sounds Com- you can say complex. complex. Ha ha. Nice. I like you that could, we both thought of yeah. the same thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the two kids are allegedly sleeping in the back with what looks like an AR-15. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, it, it, it there is one. Okay, nice. It's bizarre. It's Florida. Yeah, I don't know. I, if I was looking to warm myself, orange blanket, yes. Air 15, no. I would put that off to the side. <laughs> Just saying, my nice. personal preference. Okay, cool. 
Anyways, they don't stay in there for long. They yeah, get no, out. They, they they sneak out. And they leave the back door to the station wagon wide open. I mean, fuck, their mom's not going to notice anyway. She's Apparently this not. Guy's too busy being balls deep in her. And they can't, neither of them can hear the boys' stage whispers. Yeah. At all. Oh, she's at it again. Let's go. But anyways, a, like a dingo could have crawled in the back of the station wagon and killed everyone. Yeah. <laughs> it's not safe. Uh, Terry, well, we'll learn it's Terry later. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's sort of ambiguous about who these two are. He grabs this hatchet. It has a specific name, and I just can't remember what it's called. I think it's like a hatchet. All metal with a little nick in it. Yeah, but it has a hammer side, too. Oh, yeah. I think it it definitely has a name. Drywall or something. I'm not sure. I'm not some sort of fancy tool, man. (laughs) That's for goddamn sure. So he grabs us out of the back of of one of the cars and starts spying on two teens, one of which we saw buying condoms earlier. Boning down. Yeah. And then when uh, the teen boy sees him, he gets hacked in the face. Yeah. Slash, like, pretty violently. Yeah, very grisly. I like the effects, too. Oh, yeah. And she's, like, holding him up. She's, you can take all of this. You bleed all over me, and I'll just run away immediately. Yeah, she starts screaming, and Maddie, their mom, Mm -hmm. hears the screams. The commotion. And... Uh, she notices that the boys aren't in the back of the station wagon. Oh, no. And then Terry, back at the crime scene, wipes blood on Todd's face and then hands him the axe like, before he starts screaming for his mom. But, and and he's covered in blood. Yeah. And then Todd has a handprint of blood on his face and is yeah. holding the axe. Yeah. And he's standing very far away from the car. Yeah. Okay. Just wanted to lay all that out there. <laughs> Also, the woman who is present, who is underneath the murder, mm-hmm. has run into the Florida Everglades. So yeah. there's no way she can cooperate. Never, never to be anything. seen again. Just want to make sure all that's They're clear. twins, though. So even if she could, she's uh, not going to remember the color of their shirts. True, true. That's true. She probably wouldn't. No. That no would be way. Too intense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyways, Todd gets blamed for the murder because Terry's like, oh, my God, why did you, who did you, why did you do it? Yeah, there are going to be so many times throughout this where we call Todd, Terry, and Terry Todd. I like I'm calling it right now. (laughs) We'll just call them, we'll do T for Terry and then T for Todd. Okay, sounds good. Ten years later, we've got Maddie pulling up to the hospital. She's showing her credentials. Yeah. And another thing I want to say about this movie, and I don't know if we've ever talked about this actually on the podcast now mm-hmm. that I'm thinking about it, or if we've just talked about it amongst each other. It's always, it's because of movies today, it's almost jarring to see people with real teeth mm-hmm. in movies. Like it happens a lot in these older movies. Like they were gray in this because they all smoked, yeah. obviously, but it was just shocking to see. It's like jarring because it, it, no matter who they're playing, or what? Yeah, they could be the president. Now, they all have perfect or homeless, perfect veneer. Yeah, teeth. they do. Big chompers. Yeah. Oh, I've been living in this cave for three years. Yeah. Perfect veneers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you gotta hygiene, yeah. tooth hygiene. Yeah, it's thing. this really weird thing. I I like prefer the real teeth. Honestly, it makes me feel better about my grill. Definitely. Not that I have a bad grill, but, but like I don't have a veneer of mouth. Yeah, definitely, and like. It just seems more honest. Oh, totally. It's like I'm not looking at Julia Roberts. Yeah. <laughs> in the mouth. Oh, definitely. So she 
goes into the hospital, mm-hmm. and then we get this narration by Dr. Berman. <laughs> okay, I actually liked this a lot because it was like... Oh, I liked it too. You get to see what actually happens while she's doing this cold clinical narration of what she wrote down happened. Happened. Yeah. <laughs> so it's... I like it a lot. Dr. Berman's patient consultation notes, November 22nd, 1984. Saw Maddie Simmons, Todd's mother, for the first time today. I don't think she was quite prepared for what I told her, that after 10 years, Todd was starting to remember what had happened in the drive-in that night. Facing the fact that Todd's memory of the incident cast suspicion on his twin brother, Terry, was not that easy for her. On Terry? What, are you crazy? Her position on another issue was also somewhat negative. My past work with hysterical patients helped me calm her down. Though calmer, Maddie's level of resistance was still quite high. I wondered, how would she react when confronted with Todd himself? How would Todd respond to Maddie in view of his new recollections? I was not without worry. After all, I had never seen the two of them together. And she's played by the producer, Marianne Cantor. Oh, nice. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's talking to Maddie about how Todd is coming to this realization. He's remembering (laughs) the night of the the murders. Finally, after oppressing. And it was was, uh, Terry who killed the teen and not him. And this really sets Maddie off. Like, she refuses to believe this. It's impossible. It's impossible. But thankfully, Dr. Berman has experience dealing with hysterical women yeah so she was able to talk her down yeah (laughs) jeez louise and then they bring in todd and she like maddie gives him a piece of pumpkin pie yeah wrapped up in a white box with like white string yeah and then he starts like telling her that it wasn't him Mm -hmm. who who killed him and she doesn't believe she starts like freaking out at Mm -hmm. him and then he like mashes the pie up between both of his fists yeah like, i loved Rrr. it yeah very granular looking pie too. Oh, but i doubt yeah. they went through the trouble of actually making a pumpkin pie it's probably just pumpkin puree in a box i hope so i would imagine can you that's imagine probably what it was wasn't a prop pie wasn't a prop mm. pie. we'll have to look that up how do they make a realistic looking prop pie on the fly <laughs> without having to because it would be more expensive probably to buy the pie. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, he like yeah. starts proclaiming his innocence on his hands and knees. Right in front of her. Yeah. Like he's begging to her. And uh, Dr. Berman is like, it's going to take some time to make him acclimate to, <laughs> to living a free life. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I can't let on that I suspect Terry is responsible because Terry is living a normal life. Yeah. He's playing football, as uh, sitcoms have led me to believe Americans do on Thanksgiving. Yeah, uh, all wearing short shorts. Except Very for one guy. Steezes. Except for one dude who's wearing full jeans. Was it Artie? I don't remember, but probably. I think, I think he wears the whole denim getup the nice. whole time. I like that as a character affectation because now I hadn't noticed that, but now that you say it. Whereas Karen has no less than three outfit changes. Yeah, she does. She starts wearing this like football outfit mm-hmm. and then at dinner she's wearing like a dress. Yep. And then she's wearing like a what? pair of dockers and 
like a white pants yeah, and pink shirt yeah definitely i like it well they're all part of the same apartment complex community yeah it seems. andrea also changes her outfit yeah multiple she does. times she does despite but you know what so does terry terry wears at least three or four outfits but that's because they're all soaked in blood true and but okay no one calls him out on that no you would think they would but whatever yeah i don't know it doesn't really matter i I don't want to shit on this movie because it's beautiful oh yeah yeah like terry's living his best life Mm -hmm. and so he's playing football it cuts to this thanksgiving dinner And we join this Thanksgiving dinner just as everyone is laughing because someone just told some sort of joke that we're not privy to. You never <laughs> told me that one before. <laughs> totally real laughing. Yeah. And 100%. then Mama Maddie announces her engagement to her boyfriend Brad to the whole room. I love that part because she was like, Brad, you tell them. And then the second he starts to tell it, tell it she just talks over him and tells oh, him. Oh, yeah. Also important that we forgot to mention in this football scene, mm-hmm. we sort of get the get the idea that Karen and Terry are dating. And then one of his mother's friends, another resident of the apartment complex, jogs along yeah. with her daughter, Andrea, who is also home for the holidays. Oh, no. And Terry's, like, trying to pick her up. And Karen is not pleased. Like, right in front of yeah. her. It's bizarre to see. And Andrea and her mother will be joining them for thanksgiving dinner later definitely so they're at the table when everyone's laughing Mm -hmm. karen fully done up she looks like a different person she yeah she does she really does yeah and uh andrea is like fully glammed out 80s style oh sorry that's what i meant i meant andrea oh yeah yeah and then um everyone at this table is drinking wine except for Terry, Terry is drinking a tall, cool glass of milk. Yeah, he says later that he doesn't drink. I know, but it was just jarring because later when he goes to do the toast, everyone raises up their glasses and he's got a glass of milk. Yeah, it's because he's psychotic. Yeah, he's a milk drinker. Ugh. Sorry, guys. I don't like milk. No, no I worries. I refuse to drink milk. I don't like it milk It grosses either, me out. Unless it comes from an almond wound. <laughs> Almonds. So... He, like, they announce this engagement, mm-hmm. and Terry does not take it very well. He's not happy about this. Presumably, he didn't see it coming. Yeah. You could sort of see him snap a little bit. Mm-hmm. I honestly think the actor does a really good job playing the two roles. Like, yes. he makes physical differences between the two of them, as well as just, like... I thought that they were played by two different people. Yeah. He does a good job, <laughs> yeah. which is very impressive, actually, because lots of the time with stuff like this they don't do very good oh he's the characters especially peacocking in the scene he's got a popped collar with a tie on he passes brad the knife because it's his turn to carve the turkey yeah, now that he's weight. gonna be the the head of the family and, and he whatnot. like not passes the knife in a threatening way and then the phone rings dum 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 todd is missing from the mental institution yeah slash school slash whatever (laughs) maddie calls terry in 
and she tells him about it. Mm -hmm. And she very reasonably asks him not to say anything because she doesn't want to ruin Thanksgiving. Yeah, she just wants to have a nice, normal Thanksgiving. And as soon as they go out, Terry says it. My psycho brothers escaped again or something like that. Like, just lays that on the table. And this is one of the scenes... So... I really fucking love this mother character. Mm-hmm. She is so kooky. And Louise Lasser really gives it her fucking She's awe. like the mom from Ginger Snaps. Yeah, she kills it. She just like stares Terry down. And then she slowly brings a piece of turkey up to her mouth. With and, her hands. And starts sucking on it. And then she lowers it and just stares at him again. So I don't know. I, I sort of interpreted that as like her first inkling that, oh, maybe it is Terry who did this oh definitely There's but like she's a, still in intense denial well the engagement this dinner was a click clack for both of them I think. oh i yeah. definitely think so so this whole day is really like freaking her out mm-hmm. <laughs> todd we see is wandering the street alone yeah he passes a pick and save but presumably does neither because he probably doesn't have money <laughs> anyways uh meanwhile terry is in the kitchen with Brad and his mom, and he's slowly drying individual spoons, very methodically, drying each spoon individually and then putting it back on the counter. Gross. Yeah. And while this is happening, Brad's like, okay, honey, like, just go. Why don't you take a load off? This has been a stressful night. Uh, she goes... She goes to bed and basically just sits and stares at the pictures of her sons that are all over the wall. Yeah, really great framing, mm-hmm. too, in this movie of her, like, in the mirror looking at these pictures. Surrounded by the pictures. Yeah, and yeah. then Brad comes in and starts trying to make out. Yeah, and this is a bizarre trend in this movie where a woman will be very upset or want to talk about the experience she just went through. And then the dude will immediately be like, oh, wow, yeah, hard. Okay, can I, like, start making out with you? The, the difference being arty. <laughs> the doorbell rings. The doorbell rings. As Terry's doing his hair. He goes outside to be confronted with a gun in his face. Jackie, the orderly slash Berman's assistant. Slash moron with terrible... Yeah, he's just waiting out there, gun up, it's for them to open the door. Like it would, it would shoot him in the head if he accidentally pulled the trigger. Yeah, all the time he's just casually pointing at people himself, the air, <laughs> birds. He's got Terry pinned by the collar to the wall, and Berman comes along mm-hmm. and says, "It isn't Todd. You are Terry, aren't you?" It's almost like a sleepaway camp level sort of Aunt Martha couple lines. It there was with really her. strange because she's like, "Oh, never mind the gun. It's fine. Oh, brush it away. You shouldn't be startled by this at all." Maddie and Brad come out. What's that? And then the doc explains like the whole sitch and they split up to go look for Todd. Uh, Brad is apparently the like head of the the apartment. Yeah, complex. He's, yeah he's, he's like the, the manager. He's the manager of the apartment complex. So he goes to talk to the doctor and he gives the, her the rundown. Oh, our place is huge. You should look around back. He's probably in the woods or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll go down to my office and office it up. While I'm there. And even though this probably takes him a total of, what, 30 seconds to get from the the door to his office. Yes. When he gets to his office, he calls Maddie to tell her about it. Instead of just going inside for two seconds. Just like, here's what's going on. To her. 
But behind him, we see Terry slowly creep into frame from outside the glass doors. He's got a big machete. He does, which is not looking great for Brad here. Uh, So Brad is drinking, and as you do, I guess in Jacksonville, watching a Bible program? Something like that. Something like that. Unaware as Terry sneaks up behind him with the machete. He spins around. Well, look what the cat brought in. Terry cuts his hand off Mm -hmm. with the beer and it pulsating hands. And the machete's him in the face. Ooh. No thanks. So he has a painting on his wall from Escher. It's called The Hand. Oh, nice. I noted the painting, but. Yeah, a little bit of a note. There. Oh, I noticed hinting, hinting at the loss of hands. I noticed that later with some of the Bible quotes that were mm-hmm. in. Yeah, so it was good. A lot of foreshadowing in this. While that murder's happening, the doctor is exploring I don't want to say the nature trail because she's just stumbling blindly through the deep <laughs> Wildly brush. wandering through the woods. She's wearing heels too. Yeah. And Jackie is barely trying to find Todd. He's just like walking behind the building, being like, Todd, Todd. Todd, like he would come out one. And two, how did he, this guy is the worst? Hey, yeah. come out, you psycho. He's got big muscles, though. I think that's probably how he got the jack. Oh, that makes sense. But he should go to some sensitivity training. He tries to entice Todd out with weed. Yeah. Like, this is something that Todd would be interested I'll get in. Get you high. <laughs> come here. And just rudely sits on some stranger's patio to smoke. I, I think we find out it's Andrea's patio. Yeah, but like, come on, dude. And he lights a joint, mm-hmm. and that's when Terry comes along, holding the machete behind his back, and not suspicious at all. You know, he spooks Jackie a little bit. Mm-hmm. Jackie's like, "Whoa, you sure? You two sure do look like like hey, they're twins, you, you fuckhead." Look, hey, you look so wow! You look so alike. Yeah, exactly. What was he expecting? I have no idea. Presumably, that they wouldn't look alike. He gives Terry the joint, and then for some reason, starts spilling the beans about things that dr berman told him and he tells terry that dr berman said that todd never killed anyone why would you tell him that so then terry stabs him with the machete through and through yeah and just like a clean one stab guy's fucking dunzo man ouch one of my favorite scenes was next and it's maddie sitting on the floor Mm. of her kitchen with bowls of leftovers and she's just shoveling them into her face in in a house coat the fridge is open and she has this blank look on her face i I, like i don't know if this is like she has an eating disorder and this is her way of dealing with the stress or like if she's just like a stress eater and she doesn't know what to do so she's just eating because i have a feeling like she didn't eat during the actual dinner yeah that's true so she is probably hungry plus thanksgiving yeah she's just like eating it with her hands like hand to mouth it's pretty wild i don't know have you ever i remember once i was at a party and like we were the last sort of crew that was up at like two in the morning and someone had brought one of those pc whole roasted chickens Mm -hmm. and we just sat on the floor in the kitchen picking it apart i i can feel her right there terry finds our wildly wandering dr berman who somehow misses him completely despite the fact that these woods are very well lit and yeah that's true (laughs) that this movie is pretty well lit for the most part but the woods 
kind of suck. Yeah. But however, it is a public nature trail, That's so I could true. sort of buy. And it's right beside apartment buildings that there would be outdoor lighting shining in and stuff like that. That's true. That's true. Like if we went into our backwoods, it would be dark right behind our building, but I think mm-hmm. most of the rest of it is yeah, well lit. Yeah, it's near that nature trail. Indeed. Wow. <laughs> Never thought of it that way before, but uh, Anyways, Terry slices her in half. Yeah, like, <laughs> so she sees him. And then she yells for way too long. Yeah. She, like, she could have tried to run or something, but she just yells as he zooms up on her. Mm-hmm. And then she gets bisected, and again, it, like, shows her on the ground, cut in half, and she screams and for writhing. quite a while. Like, she's trying to put herself back together? I don't know. It's yeah. great. And then there's, like, a cut scene with Maddie just pouring wine into her glass while smoking a cigarette mm-hmm. and dialing her phone. And I gotta say, it's goals as fuck, man. Because that wine glass, you think it's full, and then it's she, definitely oh, she just full. keeps going. It is full. And I <laughs> admire that. As a box wine aficionado, I can respect that. <laughs> and as she's polishing off this bottle of wine, Terry is polishing off his bod. Yeah, it's because, not cranberry sauce. Yeah, it's his little catchphrase. The Ugh. first time he says it, he's taking off his shirt. It's not cranberry sauce. So he scrubs up. He heads over to Andrea's house where she's babysitting someone named Julia's baby. Mm-hmm. And she offers him a drink. But as we discuss, he does not drink. So instead, he just drinks tomato sauce, which again is psychotic. And yeah, and it's in the little craft yeah. as well. Like, oh, I prepared this for you. I have a craft equally filled, one with vodka and one with tomato juice. Mm-hmm. That's not a good mix. You got to have a much less yeah, vodka full, to tomato juice. Full Caesar. I agree. It's got to have clamato. It's got to have spices, <laughs> pickle. They cuddle up on the couch mm-hmm. to see, as he says, if there's anything on the tube. Yeah, and you can tell she's trying to put the moves on him. He is oblivious. I don't think he's oblivious. I think he's intentionally withholding. He doesn't like sex? I, I don't think it's that he doesn't like sex. I think it's that he's like in a height. He's It's a power move. Ah, okay. Yeah. Karen comes back to the Simmons apartment, and nobody answers the door. So she heads around back to see if she can get in through the the sliding doors and that's where todd is currently trying to get in Mm -hmm. so he ducks into the shadows as she comes around and then he uh eventually steps out and caresses her hair from behind she thinks it's just terry Mm -hmm. so she goes into this whole like heart pouring speech it's one of those classic you're not talking to me but i'm just assuming something's going on so i'm gonna keep talking to you sort of things so um Listen, we didn't get much of a chance to talk at dinner, and, well, you want to talk? Hey, you're high, aren't you? (laughs) You always get real quiet when you're high. Well, Terry? Well, look, um, you know, we've both been away at school, and I don't know, we haven't talked to each other, you haven't written me any letters, and... I've hardly even seen you since you've gotten back. And, I don't know, Terry, I just love you a lot. And, well, I want you to make love to me. She pours her heart out to him. And we're now presented with this classic trope. 
he reveals himself to be Todd. Yeah. I'm not Terry. I'm Todd. Um, Terry's brother? Oh my god. I mean, um, so you're home for the holidays, huh? You seem nice. I've never kissed a girl before. Oh yeah? Well, um, you really ought to try it sometime. I gotta go. Bye. Uh, and she runs into uh, Artie and Greg, who are two of the football players from earlier. Yeah, they're arriving in the parking lot, and she tells them that she saw Todd's psychotic brother. Mm-hmm. And, like, she's not lying because they got a phone call during dinner. So she should know. She should yeah. know. Uh, while they're in the car, they're listening to an awesome song. I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you. Hey, <laughs> little on the nose. I love it. Uh, she's very smart mm -hmm. they are like oh well we'll go let's go tell them and she's like i'm not going back there yeah why would you let me put myself back in danger yeah already volunteers to go so he gets a baseball bat because i guess these guys are so jockey and he doesn't find anyone obviously so oh yeah and while this is happening greg tries to put a move on karen true i hate it i hate (laughs) it because she's like all this happened i want to tell you it's crazy and then he's just like, yeah, that's cool. Like, let's just kiss instead. <laughs> Back at uh, Julia's apartment where Andrea's babysitting, mm-hmm. Andrea tries to make a move again. This time she shuts the TV off. Yeah. She, like, rubs her her hand up his thigh, and he gives her a death glare. Oh. And then that's when Julia arrives home with her party pooper date. Uh, do you remember what was on? He, they're watching, like, a, a slasher, slasher and... Uh, Terry's like, how can they show this on TV? <laughs> like, hey, dude, you're living it. Ah. So they deal with this party pooper. Oh, yeah. And uh, he's like, Looks like you two have had quite a party. I wouldn't drive anywhere if I were you. Oh, Bill. They're neighbors. And uh, besides, I-, I told them they could help themselves. Well, you know, I'm only looking out for you. You could get in trouble for getting minors intoxicated. Neither of these two are no, underage no, in any way. Not at all. Not at all. As they make sure to tell him. Yeah. I have, it's honestly just a choice of hair cuts with Terry Todd, too. Because mm-hmm. Todd looks 20. Terry looks 35. Yes. Yeah. With and it's his all like, whole feathered hair. back thing. It's all in the hair. It's amazing. It's like a... I'm Abercrombie a, guy from the early 2000s. Yeah, I'm pushing all my hair in front of my head for, for the listeners at home. <laughs> okay, anyways. The two of them leave the apartment, and as they're leaving, Karen, Artie, and Greg see them, so they go up to talk to them, and Karen tells them that, yo, I saw your brother. Mm-hmm. Oh, and he tried to kiss me. Yeah, he... weird, weird lie, because even when she tells it later, yeah. she says that, he said he'd never been kissed. Yeah, which so is it, very different. It's thing. very weird that she was telling his brother that. Yeah. Versus, but I think that's probably just me reading too much into it when it was really just and a writing oversight or something. So Terry's like, "Oh, he's nuts! I'm gonna go get him." And then Greg's like, "Oh, just like the rest of your family," which he does not like no. at all. So he like threatens him, flies off the handle, and then he he leaves. And the other four of them go back to Andrea's apartment because her mom's out for the rest of the night. So they're gonna go party there. Mm-hmm. Uh, while this is happening, 
Terry goes into the house and he confronts his mom, who is intoxicated on that wine and vacuuming. Oh my god! Yeah, underneath the the bed, the bed. very aggressively and repeatedly. She's just like staring straight ahead, vacuuming while drinking wine, mm-hmm. which is again like a huge mood. Terry, like, comes it when he comes in. Even she doesn't stop vacuuming. She's trying to talk to him what? while she's still vacuuming. What? <laughs> And he's like, I can't find the doctor. Um, I think she left. Yeah, she did. And then he sits and watches her while she tries to call her boyfriend, which is fucking psychotic because he knows that Brad's dead. And he's Mm -hmm. just like, he even gives like a half smile like he knows. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, well, what should I do? And she's like, don't call the police. Just find Brad. Yeah, find him. And uh, please put on a sweater. It's cold out. The blue one. So this is interesting because at the beginning, mm-hmm. it's Todd is wearing blue, like in the in the yeah, I remember like the epilogue or prologue. prologue. He's wearing blue, and Terry's wearing like yellow or white or something. Mm-hmm. So it's like she's telling him like, "Oh, put on your your outfit to be Todd, like to the be same the good one. guy, yeah, to be the good guy." But he's not, and he doesn't. He doesn't no. listen to his mom. Because <laughs> he's an asshole. He is and an a asshole. sociopath. He is. And typical psych student, right? <laughs> As he said earlier. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> uh, Todd finds Dr. Berman's body mm-hmm. in the woods and <laughs> tries to piece the halves of her together. It could work. He's really bummed because he knows she believed that he didn't kill anyone. Yeah, he's mad she's dead. And then a little girl comes along mm-hmm. looking for her cat, and Todd tells her to go inside, not to let anyone in. There's a bad guy out here. So, again, doubling down. This is a nice guy, not not a killer. Uh, he steals a doctor's gun, which for some reason Terry left there, even though he has a love for using different weapons each time. Maybe yeah. there's no sport in a gun. But more blunt for, like, he likes a personal weapon, you know? That's true. He needs to see the blood. For the rage to come out. <laughs> Andrea is uh, with the group back at her place. Yeah, she teaches Karen how to take a tequila shot. The right way. I fucking hate tequila. Yeah. I don't like shots in general. Tequila being one of the big things where I'm just like, this tastes just bad. If it you tastes could, like I'm eating sand. If you could choose anything, why would you choose tequila? Unless you love... I'm, Some people really love it, hey, though, right? I am sure you go down south of the south of the border where they actually make it and not it's not like Jose Cuervo mass-produced. I'm sure that's delicious. Yeah, I don't... I'm it's not a, never coming to our place, so I'm sorry. I'm not a straight alcohol sort of guy. I know you appreciate mm. a, a whiskey. Yeah, it's like, a, it's like um, vodka that someone put a cigarette out in. Yeah. No, sorry, a cigar. A cigar, sorry. Yeah. And a piece of leather in there too. Not for mm-hmm. me. I like Delicious. my I like cocktails, but I'm not like a straight <laughs> alcohol person. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, boy. A hint of caramel caramel. <laughs> so this whole time that Andrea's teaching Karen how to take a shot. And mm-hmm. even earlier when they were like having the dinner and stuff. I couldn't help but think how much better it would have been if this would have been Linnea Quigley. Yeah. Like if she would have been playing Andrea. Yep. It would have been perfect. Brought that little 
extra Je something. Je ne sais you know? quoi yeah, that she no, brings I, to the movie. I agree, though. Because she's, she's almost Linnea Quigley, but she's not. She doesn't have the same like X factor. The that presence, Linnea Quigley the has. wherewithal, yeah. and the you can tell that she takes <laughs> her craft seriously. That's what I appreciate about her. Andrea like taunts the boys, like, yeah. "Oh, you know." Some boys are horny. Instead of you guys who are playing ColecoVision. Uh, and I liked the framing of the shots where it's just the back of their heads. Like yeah. The game is good. This sets something off in Greg. And mm-hmm. he's like, oh, I'm not some video game player. I'm going to be horny. So he mm-hmm. goes to go make out with her. And then Andrea joins Artie. Artie yeah. to, or not Andrea, Karen joins Marty. To try and beat him at the video games. Yeah, but they both suck. In every respect, the depiction of youth was much more realistic in this movie than it was in most slasher movies. You know, that's very true. Like, they are drinking, but that's not the event, you know? Like, they're They're just hanging out. out, They're playing video games. They're playing sports. Maybe they'll go to the party later, but for now, they're at the pre. At Casa Julia. Mm Mm-hmm. She and her date are awkwardly hanging out. He's like a real square who doesn't even know how to drink coconut liqueur. And he thinks he's being so hard. Creme de mint. I'll be right with you, honey. Wow. Coconut liqueur. I never had a coconut liqueur. What do you do? You take it straight or on the rocks? (laughs) Well, anywhere you like it. I loved him reading these weird little, like, cream-based whatever schnapps. (laughs) Like, just bizarre stuff. Like mixers. Ugh, so gross. And then he's like, oh, not for children. (laughs) Why do they put that on there? It's liquor. Like, Jerry Seinfeld over here. I love it. Then, Julia offers him an appetizer. Her sex. Oh, my God. And goes to slip into something a little less comfortable. (laughs) And when she's in the bedroom, the doorbell rings. And when the date answers, he gets quickly dispatched mm-hmm. off camera. And Julia tells her baby that mama's going to get you a rich daddy, yeah. which is what I thought was like a parallel with Maddie's situation, essentially. I thought it was cute, though. Yeah. Because he seemed very harmless. <laughs> If if a stick in the mud. Then she changes into her lingerie and comes out to the empty mm-hmm. living room. And then there's a knock on the door. And she looks through the peephole. She's like, oh, what are you doing outside? But when she opens the door, it's just her date Bill's head hanging outside of the peephole. Yeah, from a power cord. Yeah. Pretty nice. And the I thought the sculpt was really good on mm-hmm. that, too. Like, I guess sort of like the mutilator, where it actually looked like a yeah, head. Yeah, which is nice. Because there's sometimes where it looks nothing like anything. It looks like plaster, or it looks yeah, or like, like a Halloween mask, or, or like something. Jennifer Lopez on the cover of an Us Weekly, where all of her skin is that identical shade of whatever the shade they choose to make. Yeah, her, yeah. where it's like the removal of all features. Yeah, it's like an airbrush sort of deal. Mm-hmm. She starts, she like runs, she starts to put on a jacket to get her baby out of there. And that's when Terry comes from behind her. And then it cuts to Todd breaking into their apartment. He scopes out his old bedroom. He sees like a baseball mitt. And Maddie hears someone in the apartment and starts walking towards the door asking for Terry. But she just sort of 
collapses outside the door. Just had a bit too much. Leftovers (laughs) and red wine. There's never enough. Then it cuts to Karen and Artie, who are still playing video games. Mm -hmm. And then we get Terry's POV shot of him watching from outside. And then he sees them in the living room and Andrew and Greg making out in the bedroom. Back to the apartment. Mm -hmm. Todd brings Maddie to her bed. But like everyone in this movie, Maddie thinks he's Terry and asks if they found Todd yet and hopes that he ran far, far away. Yeah. Like, she obviously just wants to be rid of Todd Mm -hmm. and, like, the burden. And he, she's like, oh, give me a kiss before I go to bed. And it's, like, very uncomfortable. Yeah, it's a very weird scene. And back at the other Mm -hmm. apartment, Karen and Artie hear a scream. So they go into the bedroom and they find Andrea sprawled on the bed. They touch her, and she jumps up with a weird prosthetic on her face, and then Greg jumps out and scares them. With an axe. And I didn't know this was part of his character or her character. Mm -hmm. It just seems like a really strange throwaway scene, to be honest. Well, you you have all those latex masks and spirit gum hanging about. It was sort of like a Friday the 13th bit. Like yeah. Shelly in part three. Yeah. Like it was weird, weird scene. Mm-hmm. I don't like I it served that. no purpose other than to get Karen and Artie out of there. Like, and Matt at Greg and Andrea. Yeah, yeah. Like they're over it and they leave. So Andrea starts showering, I guess, to fill the nudity quota. Well, also she's got all that shit all over her face. True. <laughs> As she's showering and talking to Greg in the other room, mm-hmm. Terry walks in and you think he's going to kill them. But he doesn't. He no. just he just leaves. But it's all cool because then we get Louise Lasser giving another mm-hmm. performance of a lifetime while talking to the operator on the phone. That number is in working order? Oh, no, 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 that's impossible. It's impossible. You must have dialed the wrong number. No, he's definitely there. Could you please just recheck that number for me because this is a real emergency. Why not? Look, 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 you don't seem to understand. This is a real emergency. This is a real emergency. I mean, he is definitely there. He is waiting for my call right now. He is sitting there and waiting for my call. This is very important. Operator, I am begging you. This is a real, real emergency. She's trying desperately to get through to Brad. I'm not sure what she expects the operator to do. It's an extended scene. Chewing the shit out of the Mm -hmm. scenery, man. It's great. Greg and Andrea have apparently made their way to the tennis court on site. Which is like, what? Well, they mentioned it before. Like when Terry first meets Andrea, Mm -hmm. her mom says that she likes to play tennis. And then uh, when... Karen and Artie leave the apartment. They say they're going to a party, but Artie says, like, oh, we're going to leave and go to the party. And Greg says, oh, Andrea wants to play tennis. Definitely. So that's why they're not going to come with them. I guess I'm just thinking, if I've already been drinking tonight, probably tennis would be the last thing. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I totally (laughs) agree with you. I'm just saying it makes... Like, it was something that they talked about before. No, I got... Yeah. So, uh, they are poorly playing tennis with each other. And the ball gets away from them. Oh, shoot. 
Uh, so Greg does the normal thing while Andrea goes to get it. The gentleman that he is just lies down on the court. And then there's another fake out where a shadow is approaching. So you think that it's going to kill Greg, mm-hmm. but then it doesn't. It's just another fake out. And then we go back to the real story. Maddie on the phone talking to the operator, but she starts having quite the mental break. Oh, great. That's a great idea. That's great. Oh, operator, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Yes, I'll wait. I'll wait. Hello? Ah, well. The problem is that, um, my son just escaped from his school. Well, actually, he ran away. Actually, it's a mental institution. He ran away from his mental institution. Now, um, well, uh, well, now, I was there earlier today to bring him his pie. I, I always bring him an individual piece of pie with a, a, a white plastic fork and a napkin, and I put it in a little box with string. I'm a bakery. What? What? What number do I want? my boyfriend no please get me my boyfriend it's this like progression of unraveling lies that she's been telling herself and i really liked it Mm -hmm. like where when she starts she says her son is missing from school and then she she says he escaped he ran away from his school he escaped from his mental institution Institution. yeah and then she starts telling the operator about how she always brings him pie which i think is also a lie because at the beginning, the doctor mm-hmm. said that this was the first time she'd met the mother and that she still treated Todd like he was a kid. Yeah. Like no time had passed at all. Yeah, definitely. So I really think that this was the first, like she's just, she's been lying to herself and saying that she is a good mother to Todd yeah. and that she like cares about him and stuff. Just like she's been saying, oh, he's just away at school. Well, you like just this tell is, it to yourself. Like this is the first time she's being forced to confront the idea that her son one of her sons Mm -hmm. killed someone and her life isn't as idyllic as she has been trying to convince herself that it is we need to talk about kevin tilda swinton she is not (laughs) she's the reverse i've never actually seen we need to talk about kevin uh she's obsessed with the fact that her son killed people ah yeah it's like an albatross she wears around her neck (laughs) it's it's a very intense movie. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Greg and Andrea are now at a pool, their mm-hmm. third location. Oh, God, this is so gross. They are naked on a diving board. Yeah, just laying on oh. top of each other. And I have never seen a diving board that looked clean ever in my life. <laughs> it's stained. It's got that gritty anti-slip texture on it. Oh, Maybe Brad just does a really good job at keeping everything clean, man. I don't know. And Andrea's the one with her back to it. Yeah. Big sacrifice on her part. <laughs> uh, I Thankfully, you. she won't have to deal with it very oh, long yeah. because Terry comes in and he whacks. He says, stop that. Yeah. Whacks Greg <laughs> right in the 
person with Mm -hmm. the big machete and he falls in the water and then he cuts andrea's face with the machete and then off camera does away with her (laughs) so Artie and karen are uh walking through the woods they're on that bridge thing the nature trail and Artie's like anyway she dumped me it's the story of my life but i'm a survivor you know excellent karen (laughs) suggests that they go to the party but he being the only Mm -hmm. non-sexual guy in this movie just wants to talk to her for a minute because he knows something's up so karen asks him to talk to terry for her and find out what's wrong because he she feels like he's being distant or whatever and she and Artie are best friends yes then terry grabs her ankles and the two of them run off before realizing it was terry yeah he's like haha gotcha hey i mean i know i told you my crazy brother who's crazy is around because he's crazy and will kill you but i just thought i'd you know lighten the mood a bit (laughs) scare the crap out of you he thanks Artie for keeping an eye on his girl yeah and then Artie heads to his car where he finds todd in the back seat with a gun trying to convince him that he's not the killer yeah you have to help me he's killing people terry's killing people and like man that must suck that no one believes you yeah so he and Artie go to the front door of the apartment and Artie knocks and then as soon as terry opens the door he's just like your brother wants to talk to you and then he backs up so i'm not sure what purpose exactly Artie served but Todd is just standing there with the gun, and then Terry stares at him, and then he runs away. Come on, man. All you have to do is squeeze your little finger and aim. It's easy. Yeah, but that's... He's not a killer. Oh, I see. But he could become one. But he's not. <laughs> he doesn't have it in him. That's the whole point. Yeah, I think it'd be really hard to kill someone. I feel like a gun makes, like crazy mechanical feelings when you shoot it yeah yeah and after he runs away terry and Artie go try and find him mm-hmm. so they go back to this bridge thing and they spot well Artie spots a covered set of weapons well, that a bunch i guess of murder no one weapons? has noticed before yeah. despite the fact that Artie and karen were standing there mere seconds ago you know what probably okay probably when they left after Todd scared or Terry scared them. Terry put that there and then ran back to his true because he was right under there. I was so trying he was probably to think, making preparations. I was trying to think about how that could happen because originally I was like, how? Because doesn't Terry leave before they do? But I don't think that he does. Yeah, but that's a very good. Anyways, I wouldn't have thought of that. Uh, so Artie finds all these murder weapons, including and, the machete, yeah. covered in blood. And then we get our second utterance of uh, his catchphrase here. That isn't cranberry sauce, Artie. That is not cranberry sauce. And then he kills Artie with a fork. To the jugular. Oh, poor Artie. Karen comes out to find Terry and Artie. And meanwhile, Terry's Mm -hmm. like examining his machete, Mm -hmm. saying his now famous cranberry sauce line again. Not cranberry sauce, Artie. And Karen finds him and sees the machete, but he says it's Todd's. Mm -hmm. So she just wants to go call the police, which he obviously can't let happen. So then he starts swinging it at her and she runs away back to the apartment yeah and we see them both in profile when they're first having this conversation so we don't get to see terry's full get out because the 
his right side of his body is covered in blood. blood. Yeah. Yeah. So when that's like the big reveal. So it's, I guess, no, like, Karen was probably feeling uneasy to begin with. Oh, for sure. Hope. She finds that the doors are now locked on the apartment. Mm-hmm. So she ducks into this storage room that is on every patio, I guess. Yeah. We can see that the orderly's body is behind yeah, her, it, but she doesn't re- realize it right away. It's the one Todd used earlier. And the music in this scene, can you imagine watching this in theaters? It would have been so intense with it that. It would have been, yeah. Because the music is this undulating, like throbbing. It's really good for this sort of movie. Yeah, kind of like The Guest or It Follows or yeah, something. Very, yeah. very similar to it was that. It really good. I really liked it. Terry starts approaching the door like he's mm-hmm. going to open it. But then he gets a great idea or something, and he just smiles to himself and prances yeah, off. scampers away. Uh, so when Karen finally comes out, or, well, she notices the corpse behind her as well, yeah. and then decides, hey, not, don't want to be in here anymore. And uh, wouldn't you know it, Terry's behind the patio couch puppeteering. Artie's body, yeah. groping her butt with it. Gross. So she runs and tries to find help, but nobody's answering the doors. She gets to the cat girl's house, who obviously won't let mm-hmm. her in because of what Todd said earlier. Yeah. I can't let you in. You'll hurt my, my kitty. kitty. Oh. Karen finds herself at Julia's apartment, mm-hmm. and she hears the baby crying. Oh, my favorite. She locked the door behind her. Yeah. Ugh. I feel like no one does that in these movies. Oh, it's almost so never. good. It was so good. So yeah, she hears the baby crying. She comes in. She mm-hmm. can't find anyone. And then she finds Julia's body mm-hmm. just as Terry is standing behind it. Removing the machete from her chest. Yeah, I liked that effect a lot. He's a one-stab killer. He is. There should have been more blood, I felt like. But I, the like cavity mm-hmm. in her chest looked very oh, good. Oh, I agree. It was pretty gross. While this is all happening, she runs back into the living room. Mm-hmm. To go out the balcony doors. But But Todd's there. Ah. Ah. And so she runs to the other room. Well, she runs back into the bedroom with the baby Mm -hmm. to try and call the cops. And she hides behind this dresser. As Terry is like right beside her laughing. He starts coming in and it's a very phallic shot as he like slowly comes in Mm. with his machete dripping blood. And like dripping blood. Yeah. I... I don't think we mentioned that they started fooling around and they were almost going to have sex earlier, but then they got interrupted. Yeah. Ooh, so, boy. Yeah. So then she hits him in the dick with the phone yeah. and it's fantastic. And she's able to grab the baby and run away. Quick thinking and total heroics for saving this baby. Oh, totally. Yeah. She goes above and beyond and then she's out. Back at the Simmons household, mm-hmm. Maddie goes to her fridge again. And she's throwing... Something out. I guess something just expired that night while she was there. Well, she's on this whole cleaning tilt, yeah. <laughs> so she's just like trying to keep her mind occupied, I guess. And as she throws something out, she notices something strange in the uh, in the old garbage can. Yeah, it takes her a second. She like thinks about it, and then she opens the garbage and she mm-hmm. pulls out Terry's bloodied shirt from earlier, which she just sort of stares at and keeps. R- holding it further and further up in the air yeah there's so many extended takes where it's you get to see people come to terms with something i really appreciated that about this movie oh me too finally she runs to brad's office Mm -hmm. despite looking for him forever like finally you couldn't have done this this whole time yeah and then she finds brad dead and terry's like posed him up 
with his like hands under his chin yeah so it just looks like he's sitting up yeah and that's another one of those scenes where like you see her recognize it over like a yeah. minute and then when she touches his chair his head goes forward and splits in half yeah it's pretty good mm-hmm. <laughs> karen makes a pretty smart move i thought like it made sense it obviously didn't work out for her but in the long run i feel like going to a brightly lit area like the mm-hmm. public pool made sense to like go and try and hide out there where people can see where you can be seen and where you can see out and see everyone who's outside yeah Yeah. but unfortunately we know terry's already been there and we see him sneak up behind her and he starts bouncing on the diving board and he's just like hi so she runs into the bathroom and very shittily hides the baby under the sink yeah it's still like hanging half out i mean i guess she's being realistic there's no way she can hide with it it's crying the whole time so why bother she goes to look at the steam room or Mm -hmm. she's probably gonna hide in there or something but she finds greg and andrea's bodies posed up in there god it must have smelled so horrific horrific hides in the bathroom stall while terry comes in and yucks it up Mm -hmm. hey you guys still in there Hello. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. What do you think, Karen? I don't believe you guys. I'd just do it anywhere. And he goes to piss and does and then just leaves. Which is obviously a ploy. Yeah. So she tries to run and yeah. then he comes out and uh, Todd happens upon them just at the right time with the gun yeah he's like standing with the gun out in the in the pool Mm -hmm. and terry taunts him like oh you're gonna shoot me yeah i don't think so and he can't again so karen takes the gun Ugh. what the does she have the baby at this point uh no the baby's still in the bathroom hey that's fine she takes the gun and fully plans to unload into him i'll kill you i swear i'll kill you Wouldn't you know it? No bullets. God darn it. <laughs> we also oh. see that Maddie has got Brad's gun. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she's going to come with that in a couple moments here. Yeah. Uh, so, and she shows up like an avenging angel. Yeah. First, Terry slams Karen into the wall when oh, she tries yeah. to shoot him, but there's no bullets. Mm-hmm. And then. He tosses Todd into the pool and jumps in after him. To drown him because he can't swim. Yeah. They both get out of the pool and then Maddie comes in mm-hmm. and she shoots Terry a bunch of times. Yeah. Like over and over. And she lands them too. So she's, she's a pretty good shot yeah. for someone who's on a full glass of wine. <laughs> yeah. And um, uh, what was the other thing I was going to say about this? Uh while this is happening, Karen's desperately trying to get Todd out of the water. Yeah. By, like, shouting at him, like, come, take my hand, take my hand. But he's underwater, so he can't hear. <laughs> Maddie starts giving Todd, like, mm-hmm. a whole speech about how it's just going to be them. They're going to be alone together. I hurt you so much. Yeah. So you think it's this super sentimental moment. Oh, my baby. Come to mommy. Mommy's here. Come to mommy. You're safe. It's okay. You're safe. Oh, I love you so much. I love you so much. I hurt you so much. 
so much. I'm never gonna hurt you again. No one's ever gonna hurt you again. It's us again. It's us again. It's just us again. No one's ever gonna separate us again. You're my whole life. I don't want to live without you. You're my world. It's safe here. I don't want to be with anybody else. We don't need anybody else. We just need to be with each other, that's all. Oh, God, you're such a good boy. You're such a good boy. You're the bestest. You're the bestest of the best. Just us, Terry. He's gone. Todd is gone. And he's like, are you fucking... He doesn't say this. No. He's like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, he... I'm Todd. And Mom. then he gets away from her pretty much as soon as he can. Like, pushes her away from him yeah and he goes to he goes to where karen got hit in the head on the wall yeah and puts his head against the wall and he's like i'm todd and yeah he says that and she's screaming the whole time Mm -hmm. i'm todd So she brings the gun to her head and shoots herself. And we see uh, our, like a spray of blood in a nice straight line. And then the gun falls. Siren sound <sighs> in the background. Karen freaks out as soon as this happened. Runs, well, understandably so, and dashes out with the baby. The end. The end. The end. I really like this movie. This movie was fantastic. I really like it, actually. Why don't people... This is such a great movie. Yeah, people really sleep on this movie. It's good. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. The The framing of the shots was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, like I said, they let them breathe. The set styling, on point. Yeah, production design on this movie is mm-hmm. out of this world. The kills and, like, even if they didn't show all of them, the special effects when they were used were really nice. It doesn't look cheap at all, mm-hmm. I didn't find soundtrack was banging yeah i may like the score it was very good we should get that on record (laughs) sometime uh what else uh was this whole movie a nike ad um okay (laughs) everyone was wearing nikes so uh i'll talk about that when we talk about the production a little bit not that specifically but first i just wanted to do the six degrees of jamie lee before i forget definitely do it so we've got louise lasser plays maddie the mom Mm -hmm. She was in Mystery Men with Jeffrey Rush, who was in The Taylor of Panama with Jamie Lee Curtis. Nice. Oh, so Taylor pretty of Panama. One. My favorite. Yeah. So the movie was filmed in 1983 in Jacksonville, Florida, uh, except for The Drive-In, which was filmed in New Jersey. But it was filmed at an apartment complex, except for The Nature Trails were all filmed, I forget what university, but they were filmed at like a, on a university oh, campus. And... Uh, so it was shot in Florida because that's where the producer, Marianne Cantor, who plays Dr. Berman, was able to secure a large amount of local film investors. So I assume that's why there is like the old style beer uh. and the Nike. She wasn't even supposed to be in the movie. 
the only reason she's in it is because the actress they hired to play the doctor no-showed. Like oh, she Meryl Streep dropped out? Yeah. <laughs> she just, like, didn't show up for work, so they had to figure something out. How rude. I know. I couldn't find too much about the production of this movie, unfortunately, but the only interesting thing I could find was, I guess, Louise Lasser and the director didn't get along at all. So there was a point where he quit. Oh, wow. And Marianne Cantor had to convince him to come back and finish. Not a good working relationship, it sounds like. Yeah. Even though it was filmed in 1983, it didn't get a release until 1987. And it was released in a limited theatrical run before being retitled Nightmare at Shadow Woods. (laughs) Okay. And released again. And heavily edited to remove all of the gore. Oh, great. (laughs) Yeah, so this was also a version that they released on cable. And then it was released on VHS the same year, 1987, under Blood Rage. However, that version didn't include the swimming pool scene. Okay. Yeah. And then when it was released on Blu-ray, they, like, restored everything. Oh, it was released on Blu-ray. That's great. Well, yeah, that's what we watched. Oh, <laughs> that would make sense because it was very high quality. It was highly recommended. Very good. Yeah. I really like this movie. But yeah, that's all I have for production, unfortunately. Like, I couldn't find very much. I know there is, like, some special features and stuff, but I didn't. I just didn't want to. Eh, you do what you can. I know. Normally, I can find interviews with the directors and stuff where I can get some of the backstory but i couldn't really find anything we'll have to conduct our own for our patreon episodes that don't exist because we don't have patreon (laughs) dare to dream yeah but because i couldn't find very much on the production and really there aren't very many thanksgiving themed horror movies Mm -hmm. i thought perhaps we could like workshop our own thanksgiving themed slasher movie can I tell you what the title's going to be right off yeah, the bat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got one? I want to hear it. The Carver. Pilgrim. <laughs> you know? Yes, definitely. Uh, slashed Potatoes. Mmm, that's good. Mash and Slash. Duffing Holocaust. Like Cannibal Holocaust? Yeah. No. No. Hmm, yeah, the Stuffing Slasher. Stuffing Slasher. I don't like that one. It makes no sense. It doesn't. It's not as clever as the other ones, god um, damn it. The drumstick. <laughs> oh my god, we're missing the most obvious one. That's not cranberry sauce. Mm. Pumpkin dye? Like pumpkin pie, but dye. Dye, oh, okay. D-I-E, okay. Okay. not D-Y-E. Okay. Hand outline turkey massacre drawing. Nice, I like it. Yeah. Drawing and massacre probably should be switched. Hand-drawn turkey massacre. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Nice. So (laughs) which one of those are we going with? Uh, The Carver obviously is the best one. So the Carver, is that also the name of the killer? Like what's our killer's thieves? Let's see. How, what sort of revenge killer could we come up with? So you're thinking your revenge sort of vibe? Well, I'm thinking like, you know, Jason. Yeah, like what's the backstory? Like one of those sort of things. So maybe the carver uh, was raised on a turkey farm, and then his uh, prized blue winning turkey, blue blue ribbon winning turkey, is uh, 
sent off to the slaughterhouse or something and or even better his stepdad kills the turkey sorry stepdad kills the turkey and serves it as thanksgiving dinner and only afterwards does he tell the kid breaking his sanity okay why does he kill people like who does he kill then well he kills his whole family because his precious turkey was murdered by his stepdad and his mom doesn't care or something and then he goes on to kill other people who murder turkeys because he is angry about it so obviously anyone who's eating a turkey for thanksgiving so just anyone anywhere like why how does he get from here to wherever he's killing people like what what is the impetus he goes to live with a bunch of wild turkeys in the woods (laughs) and that's how he becomes a man they raise him he comes back once a year every year and he does culling of people who celebrate thanksgiving in the town of drumstick falls no one is allowed to celebrate thanksgiving so with the new mayor being elected uh he's decided we're gonna go back no one allowed to celebrate thanksgiving because if they eat turkeys Oh, okay. I guess you don't need a turkey to celebrate Thanksgiving, but I feel like turkey is pivotal to Thanksgiving. Okay, so to sum up so far, the carver was a kid on a turkey farm, and then Mm -hmm. his stepfather killed a turkey on the turkey farm. His turkey. His turkey. And they ate it, and then he got mad, and he killed his family. So as a result, Thanksgiving was banned. Until the new mayor came in and unbanned it. Okay, it's like Valentine's Day. Or My Bloody Valentine, I should say. Okay. Except, instead of Valentine's Day, it's Thanksgiving. And he kills people who mur- who eat turkeys on so Thanksgiving. Everyone. Anyone who eats turkey on Thanksgiving. Okay. In this town where he lives. So why specifically is Thanksgiving canceled in this town? They cancel it to stop the murders because they can't catch okay, him. Okay, so there's so he murdered his family, and then at some point in that period, there were other murders. Like the next year, he okay. does revenge or something. So Yeah, like every year he comes back and does like a culling and carves the turkey. By turkey, I mean human beings who eat okay, turkey. Okay, so this is sounding more like a sequel. It sounds like we're picking up like 30 years after this has been happening every year. Well, I mean, that's sort of like saying in Halloween, right? Like, oh, he killed those people once. And then 20 years later, it's a sequel. Like the reason they're canceling this is because he comes back every year and kills people. Like a... Oh, and then the next... Like, it doesn't have to all be in the same movie. That's just a backstory. So then we're just picking up one of the years, and despite the fact that he comes back every year, they're uncanceling things. Well, they canceled it. He stopped coming back. And then the new mayor, this hotshot young mayor, is like, oh, we're, we're going to bring Thanksgiving back. We're going to... This is going to put uh, Drumstick Falls on the map. Tell me about our cast of characters that you've got here. All right, we have the butcher's assistant. She's our final girl, or she's the cashier at the butcher's shop when they start selling turkeys again. And she sees the carver outside of the butcher's shop, like across the street one morning. And she's like, what? And he's got just sort of like 
like uh, uh, Terry did. Like he's got the the carving knife and the big carving uh, fork. Maybe he uses like one of those electric carvers at some point. And she's like disturbed by it. But then she's like a big truck comes in front of it with a turkey advertisement on it. And then he's gone. Ah. Where did he go? Uh, following that, um, I don't know. There's some sort of turkey dance, Thanksgiving dance, where he can do like an extended killing spree. She has to find uh, a turkey call in the local archives. Uh, it's an exact replica of the call of his beloved blue ribbon winning turkey. And when she uses it, uh, it immediately stops him in his tracks, sort of like Jason in, in the mom's sweater and everything. Okay. And then that's when she uh, turns the tables on him and carves him. TM copyright. Don't steal this great idea that I can tell everyone who's listening loves. Sounds good to me. And then next year, I'll, I'll have to start thinking now, and then maybe I can come up with one. It's going to be a hard one to top. I guess so. <laughs> the Carver 2. Yeah. This time, white meat or dark. So thank know. you so much for listening. This has been episode 38 and our American Thanksgiving mm-hmm. episode. If you feel so inclined, you can follow us on social media at Deaf First Blood on Twitter, at Definitely First Blood on Instagram, or if you would like... You can email us at definitelyfirstblood at gmail.com. We would appreciate it if you rate us. But again, as I always say, not needed. So thank you. And we hope you had a good Thanksgiving and a safe and nice Black Friday. Yes. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.